Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales. I am here with Maya Zahira today, um, and she is live in my in-home studio today, which is very exciting to me. Usually, my guests are just off all over in the world, so it's nice to have someone face-to-face. Uh, Maya is an expert in psychic protection and spiritual empowerment. She's a visionary teacher and spiritual mentor whose mission is to educate and empower spiritual seekers with the most effective and powerful methods for energetic self-care and psychic protection. She lives on the Kansas Prairie, where she works with students and clients all over the world via online and in-person courses and sessions. She's referred to as Mama Maya by many of her clients and students because of her loving, compassionate, yet fiercely protective mama bear energy. Maya is a lifelong psychic, mystic, master energy healer, visionary, spiritual teacher, and spiritual warrior. For the past 25 years, she's worked tirelessly sharing her spiritual gifts with many around the world. And Maya, thank you for joining us here today. Well, thank you so much for having me on your radio show and having me as a guest in your home. This has been really exciting. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm really getting a kick out of it. I need to do more of that. <laughs> note to self. <laughs> uh, and speaking of note to self and upcoming guests and this sort of thing, I do want to give the listeners a little tiny bit of information here. Uh, the first is that I'm having some themes coming up in the coming months. In September, we're going to be looking at recovery from trauma and PTSD as well as suicide prevention, because September is, in fact, Suicide Prevention Month. October is all about overcoming fears and busting through self-limitation and the illusions that go along with that. November is going to be gratitude in action. So this is how you can really live the gratitude out in your life. December is going to be about... Finding your joy in every moment, even in the midst of the stress and busyness that tends to take place in the holidays, and even in the face of like relatives who push your buttons, right? <laughs> and then uh, January, we're going to focus on resolutions kept, and we are going to make 2020 amazing in January. And February, we are going to focus on supportive relationships and getting the love that you need. So this is some of what you have to look forward to in the coming months with Sovereign Self. Uh, And let's circle back to Miss Maya. I'm so glad you're here with me. Um, uh, You have a spiritual journey. And here we like to talk about the spiritual journeys that we go on. Would you like to give us a little backstory on where you started from? Because, I mean, it's sort of intimidating, psychic protection and spiritual empowerment and teacher and mystic. And (laughs) I think you weren't born 100% that way. (laughs) Well, I I think we were all born 100% that way. but, But I see what you mean. Yes, yes, yes. It's important to understand the journey of where uh where we came from and what we went through to get where we are. Before I jump into that, I just want to say how 
excited. I was listening to all of your upcoming topics, especially next month being a focus on PTSD and uh, trauma, because that's something that really affects uh, a lot of people who have gone through psychic attack and psychic protection issues. And it's also um, unresolved trauma is something that can make people vulnerable to experiencing psychic attack and to becoming a victim of that kind of thing. So I just wanted to mention that that I'm so excited. It's it's perfect. Uh, Like you were divinely guided to put it in that order. Like let's talk psychic protection. And then right after that, (laughs) we'll talk about the things that leave the door wide open and we'll take care of those. Exactly. (laughs) So that way, once you've cleared it out, you can close the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I want to address your question about um, how I got, started in this kind of work. So actually, we, um, Sophia and I were chatting before the show, we were talking about how, you know, sometimes we'll think that that we're going a certain direction in our life. Like for me, uh, a few years ago, I thought that um, my work was going to be all about Reiki. And um, actually, I was focusing a lot on women's circles and women's empowerment and energy healing and chakra balancing and all of that, which was really exciting and fun. But I had no idea that I was going to be asked to up level times 10 through some big cha- big spiritual challenges and uh, to be doing the work that I'm doing today, which is um, uh, helping teach people about psychic protection uh, and helping people who are having issues with psychic protection and spiritual warfare. Uh, if you had asked me five years ago, if you had said, uh, hey, can I send a client to you who has entity attachments? I would have said, you know, thank you so much for thinking of me, but, but no, thank you. Can you send them somewhere else? I do and not wish I, to there. Right. I did not want to touch that stuff with a 10-foot pole, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. I think it's important to for me to say that, for me to come out and say that, because I think there's a lot of energy healers and spiritual people out there that, that um, you know, have a healthy caution of that kind of thing. Like, if you don't have the right knowledge and information, you absolutely shouldn't just be messing with stuff that you don't know anything about. Yeah, there are a lot of pitfalls that can go with that, especially if you don't hear your your spiritual counsel very clearly, or if you haven't, what do I want to say, policed your spiritual counsel to make sure that you have the right players on it. Yeah, you can end up in a world of hurt. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let me go all the way back. I'm going to go back to childhood, and I'm going to do like a, like a, a speed. <laughs> I'm just going to speed. Through. We're going to speed through the trip. I would like yeah. to hear the trip because I know many of us, when we enter into light work, we think that we're going to be sitting in meditation one day, and the light bulb is going to go off, and we're going to see this big map of where we're supposed to be going and what our mission is. And I know for my own personal journey, it was not that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, it's so common to have a lot of unexpected twists and turns. Um, I know for me, I was having spiritual experiences even in childhood. So I was having, I mean, at the time, I didn't really understand, right? I didn't have words for it, but I was having clairvoyant experiences. I was seeing energy. I was having prophetic dreams. Uh, I would have a dream about something and the next day it would happen. And I was also having uh, like random 
psychic experiences where I would hear, I would hear a message or I would receive information. Um, but again, it was always random. Like I, I couldn't call upon it at will. Like I can now I can tune in and someone can ask me a question and I can get an answer for them. I couldn't do that when I was a child. And when I was an adolescent, it would just happen randomly. It's like with me and mediumship. I don't put myself forward as a medium because it just happens. I have no control over it. You might get a message from one of your relatives when you're in a session with me, but don't ask me for one because that's anybody's bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Um, and when I was an adolescent, I started having even more profound experiences where I had some very, very powerful mystical visions. I was raised Catholic. Um, Right now in my life, I'm, I'm very eclectic and very accepting of all different paths. But the family that I was adopted into was a Catholic family. And, and so that was like the construct that I had all around me. And um, I had some really powerful visions of Jesus and Mary. And most of my uh, spiritual visions and experiences were very positive. But I did have a couple that were... Uh, rather scary. And, and uh, that was uh, when the seed was planted, my church youth group leader or the, her, the assistant youth group leader pointed out to me, she said, you know, it's, it's not surprising that there's some attack happening. Now, she didn't call it psychic attack. Because that's, that's not the language that was used by her. It was more spiritual warfare. She said, I'm not surprised that there's some of this happening because I was very, very devout, um, you know, unusually devout for a teenager. And so I was having these really positive experiences, but I had a few encounter, a few demonic encounters. Um, and it was my church youth group leaders that, that helped me with that. So fast forward, I went into my 20s. I graduated from college. I got a degree in education and I started uh, off my first job as an elementary school teacher at a Catholic school. Um, one of the things that I liked was that I could still um, incorporate spirituality, you know, within a certain construct, right? I couldn't just talk about everything, but, but I could still include that. Um, but I was very much, you know, all about um, just doing my work as a school teacher. I wasn't doing uh, energy healing or anything like that until uh, when I was 27 years old. I went through like like an early midlife crisis. I'm not sure what you would want to call it, but I went <laughs> it through works this for me. <laughs> yeah, I went through this huge spiritual breakthrough where um, if Catholicism and my mainstream life was the box. I busted outside the box. I, I left a very unhealthy relationship that I was in. Um, I ended up leaving uh, my teaching job. I moved to a new city. I, uh, I, I started doing um, Reiki training and uh, getting training in psychic development as well. So from different teachers. And so that was when my formal training started. And that was when I started to be able to do things at will or call upon information at will. Um, and then, you know, raising the difference, a little bit of practice. <laughs> oh yeah. And a little bit of guidance from a yeah. teacher who knows, who, who knows how it all works, you know? So then when I went into my 30s, I, I spent um, really all of my 30s doing 
you know, your basic kind of empowerment work. Not like what I'm doing now. <laughs> it was like feel good this kind of a stuff. A whole different level of empowerment. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was like uh, live your best life, feel good kind of um, positive vibes empowerment that kind of thing which which has its place you know it was oh, it was yeah. good it was the it, it was the right it was where I was supposed to be it was part of my developmental journey um, and I was also working with Reiki clients and just working with the the general population I didn't have a particular niche I just would work with uh, everybody who wanted to work with me mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't Let until- me ask you something about the about the journey here sure. because I like to understand how you know when something is on your path and how you know when something is not on your path because we have subtle differences in our experiences of that. How does that show up for you? Mm. Yeah, I had some students that asked me about that recently because there's something that I call negative spiritual interference. And sometimes that negative spiritual interference can come in and kind of throw you off. But if you don't know any better, you think it's guidance. You think it's, you know, guidance from your team, your spiritual support team. Um, So, I mean, I really think this answer is unique for everybody. But for me, um, when I'm when I know I'm on the right path or I know I'm being guided in the right direction, I feel grounded. Mm-hmm. That's that's like the thing. I feel grounded and centered. Mm-hmm. If there's a lot of chaos and confusion, a lot of chaos thoughts, a lot of chaos energy, if there's just if it's just crazyville, uh, then um, there's a big chance that I'm being guided not in the right direction, or I'm going to hold off until all of the dust settles before I make a big step forward. Because with all that chaos energy, it's possible that there, that it could be negative interference. So it's, it's the difference between grounded or ungrounded. That's uh-huh. the ah, Yes. Okay. So it's, it's not the ooh, floaty sort of thing. It's the really neutral feet on the ground kind of sensation. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad that you you put it that way because that's um, that's an area that I think a lot of people get confused about. A lot of people end up in that like you know like oh, really the clouds part and the angels sing. Yes. Yeah, they're really ungrounded and they're like up here in spiritual la la land, and they're not embodied and they're not grounded and they're not connecting with their own inner guidance. Uh, and they're connecting with all these different, you know, ascended master this, ascended master that. And I'm not saying that all ascended masters are not good, but there's just so much interference and hijacking out there that it's vital that we come back down, we embody, we connect with our own inner wisdom, our own inner guidance. And use our discernment. Use our discernment. Exactly. Exactly. Because there's, I, I just see so many people, um, clients and then uh, and students and just people in general who, who are um, really looking toward outside sources first, mm-hmm. rather than looking you know, really trusting their own guidance because we've been trained to look yeah. outside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been programmed that way to, to look towards whoever we perceive as an authority figure. So we have to kind of retrain ourselves because 
and I'll talk about this in the later segment, but there's just so much hijacking. There's so much, um, you know, uh, um, spiritual beings out there pretending to be things that they're not, that that's why it's so vital that we just connect with our own inner guidance first so that what we are calling in and bringing in is absolutely true divine guidance and not some funky stuff that's floating around out <laughs> yeah, there. Some right? random something that's pretending to be St. Germain. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. Yes. Exactly. So circling back to your journey, you, you've, you're doing Reiki, you're doing uh, goddess circles and women's empowerment. And, and how did you get put onto a different bus? So in hindsight, it was a, gradual process that took about seven or eight years. But uh, when everything really came to a head, uh, when I went through some really intense things about three years ago, three and a half years ago, I thought that was when the real change happened. But now that I've had more, more time and more distance, I see this was a seven or eight year process building up. Um, when I was about 40, and I'm almost 48 now, uh, when I was about 40, I started having a lot of different experiences uh, where I, like I would go to different spiritual events and I would be able to perceive things um, psychically and through my psychic sight and psychic feeling, etc. I would be able to perceive that things were not right. There was something wrong and no one else was perceiving it except for me. And I had, so, I had so much self-doubt. Yes, go ahead. I'm going to pause you right here because we're going to take a really quick commercial break. Perfect. And then when we come back, we will find out precisely what it was you were perceiving and what everybody else was missing. Mm -hmm. uh, for all you out there in listener land, we would love to hear from you today. If you have any questions about psychic protection, psychic prote attack, attachments, that sort of thing, 866-472-5795. Uh, and if you would like to catch up with us on Facebook, I'm Zofia Renea, Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A. And Maya can be found at Maya's Oasis. That's M-A-Y-A-S. O-A-S-I-S, -S, and we will be back from the break shortly, so hang with us. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea. I'm here speaking with Maya Zahira. And before we went on break, she was telling us about some of these experiences she started having about seven or eight years ago at different spiritual events. So, Maya, what was it that you were perceiving that everybody else was missing? Ah, sure. Yeah, I can't wait to tell you all these these stories. I'm going to just tell you just a couple of them. But um, generally speaking, I was perceiving, I was um, seeing and feeling and hearing um, some spiritual activity that was not beneficial, okay? For example. For example. So, um, let's talk about the drum circle. Okay, so I went to a drum circle. By the way, I still love drum circles. I think drum circles are awesome. Um I went to a drum circle that was at a yoga studio, and uh, it's a lovely space. Everything was great, and I was excited to be there and connect with people. And it, and it looks good with your 3D eyes, right? Well, I, I walked in having positive expectations because I love drumming, and I wanted to connect with people. So sure. I wasn't um, – so this was before th- – this was my expectations as I walked in the door, my ex- Expectations were, and this is vital, everybody. My expectations were this is a spiritual event being led by a spiritual teacher at a spiritual center. Therefore, I'm expecting that the energy is going to be safe and clear. And, and this, they have cleared the space, right? Yes. yes. And that they're going to continue to nurture a safe space throughout the event. I think that's an assumption that many of us have. And it was an assumption that I always had as well. And, so, and I think it's kind of a reasonable assumption if you have, a re- what I want to say, an experienced, conscientious energy worker who's not been tainted. <laughs> Well, the reality is that, uh, and I, the reality is that there are a lot of really well-meaning uh, spiritual teachers and facilitators that um, they may not know as much as you do about uh, about spiritual protection. Even if you are not a teacher and you are a student or you're a participant, 
there's this assumption that they must know more than you do in this area. And what I tell people is, it is always going to be up to you to keep yourself safe. Don't ever assume, even if this is like a world famous spiritual teacher, they might have a wonderful wisdom to share uh, in certain areas, but they just might not know about this because there's, there's, um, there's just a lot of misinformation out there about yes. the spiritual realm. But anyway, back to the story. Yes. I did not realize that I was being attuned, for lack of a better word, more and more to be able to see through what I call imposter energy. So where everybody else in the group was having this wonderful experience, they're drumming, they're feeling all blissed out and everything. And I'm looking around and I'm first noticing that there's this kind of weird distorted energy floating around the circle. And then a couple people to my right, uh, there's this woman sitting there. Uh, she looks like she's in her 20s. And um, all of a sudden she starts shaking and convulsing and crying, and I look right at her, and I can see that there's, with my um, psychic sight, I can see that there's a demon actually trying to get inside of her, and my mouth, my jaw drops, I'm like, what the heck is happening here, Mm -hmm. and I'm having this, like, internal crisis, because I'm thinking, okay, this is not my event, it's probably not my place to say anything. And having been a teacher for so many years and a facilitator, I always try to be really respectful when I go into someone else's, you know, event because I don't want to be like, you know, taking over, right? Yeah. So, so I'm thinking, well, maybe, you know, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say anything. And then at the same time, I'm feeling shock, like, why is no one else even seeing this I mean reacting to it yeah no one's reacting to it um I had an issue in the past with being overly passive okay I'm owning that that is actually (laughs) what I that's how I responded at the time I was overly passive I did not say anything I didn't do anything that's actually a really common issue as you probably know with a lot of spiritual seekers uh you know we, we can be Um, you know, so focused on spiritual that we're not really grounded and, and um, active when we need to take action uh, regarding something that's, that's wrong. Right. I didn't do anything in that situation. Uh, Let's pause. Yeah. If we were to rewind and go back to that situation now with you at the level of development that you're at, how would you have responded to that now? Mm, That's a great question. So the first thing that I would do, I would take just a moment to drop into my inner guidance. And I would ask, am I supposed to engage with this person who's having this spiritual warfare? Am I supposed to engage with her directly? Or am I supposed to connect with the facilitator and let her know? Or Am I not supposed to do anything? Like I would just, I would check in and see what, what is it that I'm being asked to do here? Because I'm here witnessing this for a reason probably, but I'm not going to assume. I think there's an issue with not only over passivity, but lack of um, honoring consent also mm-hmm. in the spiritual yeah. community. 
So the the other mistake would be to just assume that I'm supposed to go around saving everybody and pulling yanking entities off of people. And that is, you know, if I do that, then I'm not even paying attention to personal consent at all. Yeah. And well, you there are karmic ramifications to that. Exactly. Exactly. So rather than just immediately falling into passivity, which was my past pattern, I would instead connect with inner guidance and see what is it that is appropriate for me to do here. Because every scenario is different. Mm-hmm. right? It might be appropriate to take one action in one situation, but perhaps to not do anything in another situation. And it's about just checking in and tuning in rather than just automatically taking no action ever. Right, exactly. Yeah. So how did the, the drum circle play out then? What what happened with you and the lady? And <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I didn't take any action. I don't know what happened to her. Um, I know that I never went back to that drum circle and just giving some context um, at the time I was having so many different experiences where I was, where I was seeing things and perceiving things that no one else was. And so I had a huge amount of self doubt every single day. I would say to myself, why isn't anyone else seeing this? I don't understand. I like, you know, it's just, is this just crazy or what? Um, And so it took several more experiences and then a huge experience. But I'll give a second story. And this is that I went to a sound healing event Mm -hmm. uh, at a local healing center, a different different facilitator, a different location. And it was some, some really lovely... Uh, young young people, um, I think they were in their late teens, early 20s, and they were creating sacred music and they were using electronic equipment and creating this really neat experience for everybody. And so it, it would seem like it would be a really great experience, right? Sure. Yeah, it sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're all, we have all created our little nests on the floor. We've got our yoga mats and our pillows. And so I'm lying there and from the very first second that they start, I feel like I want to jump out of my skin. I'm oh. like, oh my God, I can't, I have to get, like, I just, I I feel like I'm just squirming and something doesn't feel right. And, and I've got to leave. <laughs> and I feel sick. Like, I don't feel well. Something is really wrong. And I sat up. Now, everybody else, they have their eyes closed. So they, no one saw me sit up. I sat up and I looked and I saw this fissure of light uh, in the center of the room and it opened, a portal opened and all these entities started walking through and, uh, and I'm, and not necessarily beneficial entities, just random entities started coming through and um, not just spirits, but also uh, extraterrestrials, just like this whole gamut of, just how all this stuff starts pouring. Well, anybody who can walk through a portal, basically, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So all this stuff comes through, and it's 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 coming into the room, and it's filling up the room. And meanwhile, everybody is lying there, completely opening up their energy in complete trust. Mm-hmm. And I I see this, and I'm like. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm just out of here. But I didn't want to disturb the group. So I just, I snuck out and I sent a, mes- a message to the facilitator later 
um, that, you know, I wasn't feeling well and I, I needed to leave. Um, I did mention, so here I started to take a little more action because I was having so many of these experiences. Uh, I said to her, you know, the energy didn't, didn't feel right to me. And so I start to kind of try to speak up a little bit, right? And she says, well, I just don't understand that. Everyone was raving about it. Everyone else said that it was wonderful. And again, I'm like, why am I the only one saying this stuff? And um, so, oh, I did have some validation. A couple weeks later, I found out through a, a friend of mine uh, that uh, she and a couple of others uh, who used to hang out at that center, and the friend is a young woman, uh, they had gone into the center after it was closed, and they had done some experimental drugs on the property. Oh. And they now, in my opinion, with what I know now, they had created some distortion energy within that space, and it made it even easier for that portal to open. Yes. And I'm not here to say that all substances are always bad, but definitely that particular scenario that can open yes. stuff. Yes, absolutely. Yes, for sure. So how about I go into the big shebang that happened? Do we have well, time? Yeah, I was going to say, I. this is wonderful. Um, how did you finally just embrace that this is where you're supposed to go? What was the thing that kind of got your attention like between the eyes and <laughs> yeah so I'm laughing now I mean it was not funny at the time at all but I'm laughing now because it's like I was having a few years of all these experiences where I was able to see through uh, a lot of illusion there was all this illusion energy going on where all these spiritual seekers were were ha- thinking that they were having wonderful experiences. And, and I'm like, doesn't anyone see that the emperor has no clothes on? You know, <laughs> why does no one else see this? Uh, but again, I was just riddled with self-doubt because I just thought, what, just why is no one else seeing this? And it wasn't until I had a really uh, profound and scary experience about three and a half years ago I went to um, see a spiritual uh, teacher. Uh, we were colleagues. We are colleagues. And um, I decided to make a, schedule a session with her to ask her some questions about psychic protection because I had noticed uh, that I had some, I thought I had some mild psychic attack going on. There was uh, someone in my world, in the, in the spiritual community who was a sexual predator, a male who was uh, connecting with a lot of different women. And I felt that he was afraid that I was going to speak up against him. And he, I was starting to notice some, some mild signs of psychic attack being sent my way. And I just wanted to consult with her and see uh, what does she recommend and what does she see? Just get kind of a second opinion. Exactly. A little confirmation is nice. Yeah. 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 Well, so as a result, after I went to see her for my session, after that, everything catapulted from being a minor, very minor psychic attack. Like I was having a few bad dreams that it felt like there was just a little bit of weird energy in my house. Nothing really tangible was happening, right? All of a sudden after seeing her, it catapulted into major spiritual warfare 
lights are flashing. I'm seeing demons in my house. I'm seeing all these other various entities. And uh, it just, it went crazy. Uh, But at the time, I did not know. Like, I, I just, it didn't even occur to me that the two were connected, going to see her and then the psychic attack blowing up because she was the person that I had gone to for help. And, and advice and guidance. And advice, right? Yeah. Right. And, and this is someone who works with angels. So how, how could there be anything wrong with that, right? Right. So it took me several weeks of being under major psychic attack to start to figure out what the heck was actually going on. And how did you come to what the heck was going on? Because, I mean, that can be a really confusing situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to give away too much because this is in my book, Darkness Disguised as Light. But I'll, I'll kind of give a vague answer to this. So after going through several weeks of being under attack, um, I was down on the ground doing some yoga, trying to calm myself down because I was too scared to sleep. I mean, it was really scary stuff going on. And I was sometimes being attacked when I was sleeping. Um, So I'm trying to not be in a panic mode all the time. And I'm on my yoga mat and I'm like breathing and I'm thinking maybe this is going to be with me forever. Because everybody that I would connect with, all the spiritual teachers that I would ask, like, how do I clear this? They would say, well, have you tried burning sage? Have you tried visualizing white light? Yes, none of that is working. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, it's yes, not yes. Enough. <laughs> no, it's not enough. So no one had any answers for me. So I'm trying to calm myself down. And I, I'm done doing my yoga. I get up and I happen to glance at the table. And there were a couple of items on the table that had been Uh, that I had acquired from this spiritual teacher. And in my relaxed post-yoga state of mind, where I was just very open, I suddenly saw those objects in a completely different way. And that was when it clicked. I'm going to pause you right here before the click. Yes. uh, Because we are going to go off for another really quick break. Uh, If you would like to catch up with Maya... Uh, She told me over the last break that actually what you need to search on Facebook is Psychic Protection Sanctuary. Maya's Oasis is the old version. (laughs) Psychic (laughs) Protection Sanctuary. Uh, You can also find me on Instagram if you want to catch up with me. I am Zofia Renea on Instagram, Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A. And we will be back from the break in just a few minutes. So stay with us. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero, inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk 
Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Welcome back from break. I'm so glad you hung in with us. This is Zofia Renea. And I just want to interject before we return to Maya and her story, that if you have any questions around psychic protection, or maybe something that's going on with you right now, you can reach us at 866-472-5795 until just a little bit before 5 p.m. Pacific today. And you can ask your question and get an answer. So, think about that. No, don't think about it. Pick up the phone and dial. Thinking will not get the job done. So, Maya was telling us before we went on break that she had a moment of crystal clear realization after she got up off her yoga mat. And so, tell me what it was, what you saw on those objects that went, made you go, oh, Mm-hmm. Well, so one of the objects was a book, and um, it actually had a picture of um, an angel and clouds. And in my relaxed state, when I looked down at the book, I suddenly realized that within the clouds, in plain sight, there were like probably a hundred demon faces. Oh, my goodness. In the clouds. It, it's like those um, pictures with the old lady and the young lady, and depending yeah. on where you focus, it changes. Exactly. So, all of a sudden, like, the curtain just lifted, and I realized, oh, my God, this, is, this whole thing is coming from this person. And, <coughs> pardon me. So... Um, then I still was like, I can't believe this. I really, I had a lot of trouble. I had a lot of trouble believing it. And I called a friend and I talked with her for an hour. And as, as I talked, I went through the entire chain of events, uh, which was very complex. Okay. We don't have time to go through everything that happened. It was just all all the timing of everything. I know you go into that in your book in great detail. Yes. But uh, so I went through all of it with her. I recounted the whole story. And when I was done, we were like, this, it has to be from her. But what really sealed the deal 
in knowing for sure was that um, I was really worried about someone else that I knew who was working with this person. And so I sent her a text message and I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to out or, or be speaking negatively about her, her teacher. So I just said, you know, please be careful with whoever, with whatever spiritual teachers that you're working with. Um, Don't necessarily trust everyone that you're working with. And if they've given you any objects or jewelry, please be very careful with that. And so I just put it that way. I just put that, put that out there. Okay. So what, what was it really you wanted to, you wanted to say if you were not to have to be as diplomatic and tactful? Yes, because this this person is was just an acquaintance. So if she had been a close friend, I would have said, "Hey, get as far away from this teacher as possible." But this was uh, more of a distant acquaintance. And uh, what I would have said is, "Hey, this is what's been happening with me, and I've come under psychic attack by whatever is working through this person, and I'm really worried for you." Mm-hmm. At the time, though. We were my my friend and I. We were tr- we were trying to just figure out what the heck was going on. Now it's a lot more clear. Now three and a half years later, but yeah, well, once you get some distance from it, it's a lot yeah. easier to see the patterns. Certainly, yeah. So, so I want to. I'm sorry. I just want to yeah. interject that what really sealed the deal was that I sent her that text message, and then that night I was violently attacked in bed by an entity. Wow. And this was like the climax of the psychic attack. I had lights flashing and all sorts of other scary things happening. But this was like, literally, I was jolted awake in the middle of the night. And I opened my, my eyes bolted open. And I saw this being, it reached his arms into my shoulders and tried to yank my soul out of my body. Mm. Throughout this entire lifetime, that is the most terrifying thing that I have experienced in this lifetime, more than anything. Um, And just even as I put words to it, I'm thinking this, you know, it doesn't sound as scary as it really was. I was terrified. Um, And that's what really made me realize, okay, that I was on to something. Because as soon as I tried to speak up, I, you know, I was... I mean, I thought that entity was going to kill me. Yeah, yeah. The resistance goes way up once you start trying to do something to resolve the situation, for sure. So why is learning about psychic protection so important? And why isn't just focusing on love and light enough and throwing a little sage smoke around your house? (laughs) And and a little like um, sparkly, spiritual glitter dust. Right. How come that doesn't work? Magic, magic, spiritual fairy dust. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, what I experienced firsthand was that uh, focusing on the positive, focusing on raising your vibe, um, using some sage, visualizing white light, lighting a candle or just having a crystal. None of those techniques were powerful enough to deal with the uh, intense spiritual warfare that I was under. And it was heavy negative intent. This isn't like you were just trying to be centered when you went into Walmart. 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I found out firsthand that a lot of the really popular techniques right now, burning sage, visualizing white light, just raising your vibe is enough to keep you safe. I found out firsthand that those things are not accurate. What's so popular right now that it really doesn't work. Now, those things will work for things like walking through Walmart or you got into an argument with your spouse and you just yeah, need to- or there's a little bit of residual whatever hanging around. I mean, they have their place. Let, let's be clear about mm-hmm. this. They do have their place, but yes. there are days when you have to just go, okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. So my engineer says he shops at Target. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Let's that. Have a better vibe. It does. Walmart. I always joke about Walmart because I have a hard time in there, but that's a whole other topic. So, you know, as I was realizing that these soft, what I call softer techniques don't, don't work, they weren't working for me. I had to figure out how to clear my, my situation so that I could go on living, you know, so I could get back to my life and not die. You know? yes. yes, because when someone yanks your soul out of your body, that is death. Yeah, or yeah. possession, you know, where it could yank me out and, and I could take be, over the body. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think um, I'm too stubborn. Like I was so stubborn, I wouldn't let it. Uh, it was not able to do that. And thank God. Um, so I, uh, I was able to find some techniques that, that worked for me, and they were very powerful, and I still use those techniques to keep everything clear. Uh, but um, I, uh, there were a couple of different techniques that I learned that I actually talk about in my book, um, Darkness Disguised as Light, and that's what made that particular entity move out of my house, and it was not able to return. Um, and then after that, I noticed that for the next few months, I was getting this huge download of information about psychic protection, mm-hmm. like that whole uh, really negative experience that I had was actually part of an awakening. It was like boot camp. It was yes, like, and it was intense, like boot it camp. It was really intense boot camp <laughs> for the next level of work that I was going to be doing, and even. As I was going through all of that spiritual warfare, I was thinking, I can't imagine other people having these experiences and having to go through it alone. Because if other people were experiencing what I was, where I was reaching out to my community, and either people didn't have any any good advice, or they were shaming and shunning. They were pushing me away. They were blocking me on Facebook. There were, you know, spiritual facilitators that said they didn't want to talk to me anymore because I obviously must have negative energy. And I thought, oh, God, yeah, I, you attracted it with your negative thoughts. Yeah, my thoughts were positive and high vibe. So no, (laughs) yeah, that's one of the fallacies um, that uh, if you have something negative experience, if you have a negative experience, that means that you have low vibes, but some people who are targeted for spiritual warfare are intentionally targeted because they have such a high vibe. Absolutely, because you've stuck your head up above the crowd and now it's like, oh, we need to push that one down. Uh-huh, exactly. Now, and take that person out of commission. We're getting down to like the last four minutes of the show and I'd like to leave the listeners with 
some concrete steps that they can take and things that they can do to keep themselves safe? What would be a few things that you would recommend them to have in their psychic protection toolbox? Okay. So uh, there's four steps that I recommend to people. I feel like people get a little bit frustrated about these steps because overall people want things to be easy and not not long-term. They want to be able to just do something once and it's once and it's over. Yes. Yes. But here's the tough love, everybody. This is what is necessary. If you want to stay spiritually safe, number one, you need to have a daily spiritual practice, whatever it is, mm-hmm. connecting with a tree or your religious practice, whatever it is, you need to have a spiritual practice every single day. Because if you end up under psychic attack and then you're calling for help from Uh, a team that you never bothered to connect with, it's going to be a lot harder to receive the level of help that you need. So daily spiritual practice also, that also helps keep your energy strong and vital. Number two, daily clearing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just living on the planet is enough to (laughs) to really create a lot of weird energy in your field. Yeah, even if you shop at Target. (laughs) I know, even if you shop at Target. Just just living life, um, it's really important to clear your energy. Uh, You know, even using sage is fine for that, to clear out the daily energy. If you want something stronger, then use frankincense. There's a lot of different materials that I recommend. We won't have time to go into all of them, but try frankincense if sage isn't strong enough for you. Absolutely. And if you're really in a complex place, they can always get your book or get a session with you. So how would someone engage to work with you? Okay. So uh, you can go to my website, which is psychicprotectionsanctuary.com. And on there, you can schedule a session. Uh, there's also information about my, uh, my 12-month program, Spiritual Empowerment Academy. Uh, that is where I teach you step-by-step all sorts of techniques for keeping yourself safe. Um, and then I also, if you're looking for a lot of free resources, I have a YouTube channel that I, I love. And it's Psychic Protection Sanctuary. And there are hours and hours and hours of free content on there. Lovely, 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 lovely. And if you did not catch all of that, you can always go to the Sovereign Self Live uh, URL and we will have connections and directions to Maya. So you don't have to worry. If you did not manage to write that down, you can always find it on the SovereignSelf.live page. Um, Let's see here. We are down to the end of our time, so I have a few announcements I need to make before we depart this place. Um, There is a wonderful event coming up in Sedona, September 28th and 29th. It's called Transcending the Matrix, and there are an amazing array of people who are coming to talk about the different spiritual experiences that... uh, happen in this world uh, and how they've dealt with it, coped with it, can introduce you to it depending on who the speaker is. Uh, If you are interested in learning more about this event, you can go to S as in Sam, C as in Charlie, I as in ice cream, S as in Sam, P as in Peter, I as in ice cream dot TV slash events. That's Psy Spy with an I dot TV 
slash events. And you can learn all about what's going on there in Sedona. If you're in Arizona, you can go, but they are also broadcasting a great many of the talks as well. So go learn a little bit more about it and tell them that Zofia sent you. Uh, there's that coming up. And as I mentioned, we've got some exciting topics that will be coming for Sovereign Self. So keep us on your calendar, keep us on your schedule. Even as the kids are going back to school, we will talk about recovering from trauma, suicide prevention in October. We're overcoming fears and busting self-limitation in November. We are embodying gratitude in action. December, we're moving from stress into joy and living in the moment. And January, we are going to focus on resolutions kept and making 2020 amazing, as well as in February, we're going to focus on getting getting the love you need and supportive relationships. And it has been so wonderful to have you all with us this week. Thank you, Maya, for being our guest today. Thank you, Sophia. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 